You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, you guys. I'm so happy to get to talk to you about your marriage today. We are following up Monday's episode where we got to talk all about your family and removing you from shame and sort of digging to see what's under the surface of all of your issues. And today we are going to talk about how to really get your window of tolerance open as a relationship more so that you can talk about them because guess what? That's been coming up so much in my sessions lately is how can we talk about the things we need to without losing our cool. So I know this is a biggie, but we'll take it as a quick mini episode. And I'm so glad for that with you guys. I am also so grateful I got to have that wonderful time in Chicago. So thank you for those who were sort of joining me in pictures or uh, just hearing about it with us. We had a full tour in a very short time between mom life. And it was just a gift to be able to see my alma mater, Wheaton, let Hannah go see it. She didn't end up choosing Wheaton, but it was such a good experience. And she's like, ooh, maybe grad school. Uh, And we got to visit several of my old friends of notable interest was seeing Tolkien's writing desk and the wardrobe from C.S. Lewis that his grandfather built with all the fur coats in it from the Chronicles of Narnia. And uh, Melody's very happy that Greta Gerwig is remaking making Narnia because uh, she really enjoyed her with Little Women and Barbie, just the thoughtfulness, even though uh, Melody's more moderate, uh, you know, politically, but it was just fun to see that uh, this story is still alive. And of course, we know with Rings of Power that Tolkien's stories are still alive. And so I had that fun uh, and just want to say I'm grateful that uh, Wes is a teammate with me, that he is cool with me doing things like this, and also that he supported me through it. That was really beautiful, and I'm grateful. And Hannah and I got the best mother-daughter time. Truly, truly, truly epic. So I want to recommend to you, even if you can't go far, even if it's just a few hours or a day trip or a half a day trip, it is like life will pass you by so fast. So make sure you are spending quality time with your people because the very next day, Hannah was off to the races, writing a research paper, off to classes, and I was really busy too. So I realized like, wow, this was precious. So make sure you enjoy your precious times with your people. And now I'm going to help you to be able to do that as we think about opening up your relationship window of tolerance, because what happens is often we're so dysregulated that we cannot enjoy our partners or our families. And that is a really hard space to work from conflict in. In fact, the episode I was recording in Chicago on the radio on the show, The Common Good, we won't air that until January, but the questions asked, I'll give you a preview 
this question I just loved. And that was, how can we start solving our conflict, whatever Enneagram pairs? And, you know, I was tempted today to do the episode on the harmonic groups because uh, there's so much to be said about how you can walk through those. So I will, and I recorded some voice notes about that, but I've already talked about that on podcasts before. So if you were like, okay, I want to know the Enneagram statement, go in my new book and read it or go to some of my old episodes, hopefully both, uh, and then you get full coverage. But to be honest, what I really want you to know is that when you're looking at your relationships squarely, even before you do your Enneagram work or you take in the fullness of the John Gottman work, what you really have to understand is that if you are not at a healthy level of your own window of tolerance, you're not going to be even able to use these tools as much. Just think of yourself when you're like driving and you're so tired and maybe you've been on a long driving trip um, and then you, uh, you know, somebody cuts you off or you've had a really hard day at work and then somebody cuts you off on the road. You're so much more likely to react. Whereas if you've had a great day and that same exact thing happens to you and you're well-rested, you're going to be fine. And it's the same way for our relationship window of tolerance. It's a great, really important reminder that you are going to have these moments where your spouse says something to you. And sometimes you can let it fly off and you're like using your John Gottman tools, your five to one positives to negatives in conflict ratio. But at other times, your physical or emotional pain level is so high that you're not doing that as well with as much grace. And so what I want to really remind you of first and foremost is that there's three main elements to this relationship window of tolerance. And so you hear about this with regular window of tolerance, and now we're talking about it. How does this relate to your spouse? So the first one is sleep. And we're going to be talking about sleep a little bit with Dr. Tracy, uh, who's coming on the podcast soon when we uh, talk about where you sleep and all that. But the main thing I want you to get from this episode on sleep is that you will know how much you need in order to feel replenished. And don't pick at your spouse if they say they're getting enough sleep. But I do want you to gently notice what you see in yourself. So again, not about your spouse's sleep. Check and ask them, are you getting enough sleep? But look at your own and ask yourself squarely, are you getting enough rest? And that will be helpful for you in your marriage, but also as we look at your conflict, because if you're not getting enough rest, your conflict is going to be much more terse, much more tense. You're going to be maybe falling asleep through it if you're more of a withdrawing type, or you're going to be maybe too agitated because your own circadian rhythms are off. And you can try to remember that when we approach daylight and, and get that chance to be in the light, it's a huge help to us to get some actual real light that will help our bodies to get started. And then when we go to bed, hopefully, I know it's getting, uh, if you're listening live, it's definitely darker earlier, but if you find that same time every night to go to bed approximately, that helps a lot too, so that your body knows. And you probably are so good at that already, but it's a reminder because there's probably a few of you who are like, I could really use that tip again because I am just working through everything. And I'm forgetting that if I'm miserable with my spouse, this is probably why. And it's so easy to fix in the sense of you don't have to do all the conflict stuff as much. You just have to get the rest so that you can handle the hard conversations. Um, and we have you covered for the conflict conversations to another episodes. But the second piece of this, of course, then is your fitness level to just be able to say, 
what is the appropriate amount of fitness right now? It's probably for many of you walking. That's realistic. You know, not everybody in every season of life. I've certainly had seasons where I'm just walking, uh, other seasons where I'm maybe running or doing pure bar, but there's all kinds of seasons. So make sure that you are in the season that is most fitting to you. And that should not be, and I don't do a lot of shoulds, but I'm going to here because there's a good should implied here that a good should for exercise is that you are getting some physicality. Like that's just very basic human studies that everybody has seen the research on because there's so much global research around the idea of you getting body work and so that you can be healthy with your body and doesn't mean perfect. No one is perfectly healthy, but to be able to say, I am working on this is huge. I just read a book uh, when I was on the plane, actually, um, about a young woman who was a climber and she was really gifted with climbing. She was one of the top female climbers in the world. And um, she is so gifted, but she was having so many uh, hip surgeries at a young age and she is so strong. I mean, she's recovered so well, but her name is Sasha DeJulian, and she really, uh, you know, was an extremist and is an extremist sort of example here. And for her, that is so much a part of her relationship that she had to find somebody who could be her belayer and could uh, help her. And and I think she ended up with a photographer who loves to go do nature photography while she does this. But you can see how whether you're at that extreme level or a minimal level, um, your body, no one has a perfect body. So that's what I just think is often for people, a stumbling block, like, well, I can't do it because I'm not Sasha DeJulian. But the truth is even she's doing really hard PT. I mean, where she's like explaining every excruciating detail in the book about the levels of work she's done to recover and then going on to still climb. I think it's a great reminder for those of us who are just like, you know what, can I do that 10 minute walk today? And for me, some days that's hard too. It doesn't mean that just because I enjoy fitness most of the time, it's not sometimes hard. So be encouraged with her story, with mine, and hopefully with yours too, that the fitness can become a part of you getting those dopamine receptors moving. And that way, when your spouse has something to talk about with you, A, it could happen right on the walk, but B, it could happen in a time when you are already decided to uh, talk after the walk, when you know you're most refreshed and most likely to be in a good space mentally. And then lastly, your relationship window of tolerance is open uh, when you are ingesting healthy enough foods. It doesn't mean you don't enjoy treats, but it means that you are allowing yourself food that won't uh, tire you out, give you stomach aches, uh, bloat you, make you gassy, make you have all of these experiences that will lead you away from productivity and probably right to the bathroom. Um, so it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, anyone is perfect with this once again, but it means that you are taking care to notice that this does have something to do with marriage. And I see this with so many couples where they're like, they just fall asleep in front of the TV with the beer, with the popcorn, with the chips, whatever it is, the guilty pleasures. Um, but the marriage desire goes down. And so it's not bad to have the practical marriage where you're like, we enjoy just being low key and we enjoy our relaxation and snacks together. But to be able to say, we are taking note of our sick, uh, our, our health and our sickness also, yes, to be able to say when we're sick, here's what we are learning that really helps us. And here's how I'm a teammate for my spouse. I encourage them by um, helping to provide 
good meals. And that's teamship. Um, And I'm not saying that just to men or just to women, but being a team with each other means that we're working together to uh, ingest healthy foods. And I think that will help you so much as you're thinking, this has nothing to do with our conflict cycles or the ways that we love, but it does because you just don't love the same when you don't feel well. You just don't love the same when you're tired or when you don't have that healthy body brain connection. So I am rooting for you this week to be able to take just one thing from today's podcast and apply it because I know that you want to do the work. Hopefully you got to listen to the awesome couple on Monday's episode. I loved hearing from them. I love that they're a psychologist couple. So make sure you check out Monday's episode too. But don't forget that although the Gottliers are gifted with sharing how we can root out and figure out what's underneath our issues, they're also, I I believe they also mentioned and advocated for taking the self-care, not so you can just stay in a land of self-care, but so that you can stay in a place of moving from self-care up to couples care, up to world care, like they're doing. Um, so, but if we we check in with anyone who's in that world care arena, they're definitely doing some of this. And I want you to get there. I want you to be in a space where it's no not constant triggers, but that you can say, oh, okay, I have such a nice window of tolerance now for discussions that we figured it out. We worked it out. I was logical. I was positive. I was healthily emotional. I was invested, but I was also mainly positive in that sense of like knowing that that's what helps with neurogenesis. That's what Gottman says is 20 to one in regular conversations, positivity, and five to one positives to negatives, even in conflict conversations. That's going to take this window of tolerance gaining. So I believe in you for these gains. I think it's a really good way to look at life versus just a deficit. Um, But to just be able to say, let me build myself up and then I'm ready for some critical conversations and you guys can decide, do you have them as they come up because you're more regularly rested? Or maybe you even decide, well, we know on Friday nights, we always get a good sleep because it's the weekend and we sleep in on Saturdays. So we are able to go through our bills and our conversations on Saturday afternoon. So, but this is what's coming up in our surveys as you guys want communication and finance tips. So here we go. Now you can do these conversations because you're able to have that open window of tolerance. So I hope you have a great day. I will talk to you soon. It was so good catching up with you. Make sure you check everything in the show notes if you need anything, Enneagram and Marriage. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you loved today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.